live from the heart of Los Angeles. This is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright With tonight's guest, coach, teacher, and storyteller, Aaron Lim. Look at the night sky. Look at the night sky. And performance guest, Lauren Hulbert. I am Mark Lejeur, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I caught myself doing something a week or so ago, and it it made me stop to think. And actually, I, I didn't think I was going to make a monologue of it. Uh, but inspired by our guest in today's conversation and authenticity, here it goes. Many of you know I like to make jewelry. In fact, five beads, necklaces, bracelets, you know, transformational tools. And since I make them and design them, I like to wear them and uh, because I like them. But frankly, I've always liked jewelry for some reason. And so I, I don't think I wear a lot of it, but some people might, and I know that some people do. And so there was this, uh, there is this couple that I've known for many years and I love dearly. And they, uh, they have made some comments here and there and I have heard, uh, conversations when they thought they were being quiet or maybe they weren't trying to be quiet at all about the jewelry. They, they love me, but for whatever reason, a man isn't supposed to wear this much jewelry. So, so at times in the past, I, I wouldn't say I purposely wore it, uh, out of spite, but I was wearing jewelry and, and knowing that they wouldn't like it. I, I, I just, it didn't matter to me. I, I wanted to wear it. And that was that. And, uh, I noticed myself a couple weeks ago, uh, or when it was, I, I was driving to their little get together, little dinner with some of their friends at their home. And I caught myself removing my jewelry almost all of it, leaving me down to a couple quote unquote acceptable pieces. And I stopped myself to think, and I said, why am I doing this? Because I used to think if I'm being authentic, this is me, this is how I show up. This is what I like. If you're going to like me, like me as I am and, and how I do and all of that. And here I am removing my jewelry. And, and so I thought, what, what is this? Is this authentic? Uh, and, and actually that's the word that's coming now because, because of our guests inspired by our guests, but I don't remember exactly how I was thinking of it, but this is the answer that came back. What was important to me was for me to spend some quality time with these people. I love them and I care about them and I care about their comfort and they mean more to me than than the jewelry does and it cost me nothing and actually felt good taking it off and enjoying a wonderful time with them and i learned something about myself in the process is that why you're not wearing any this evening as i'm well? wearing jewelry just not as well only a couple of acceptable pieces 
you should talk. (laughs) (laughs) So that being said, we have a guest who's going to help us discover our authentic self. Discover your authentic self is our episode 760. Our interview guest is uh, coach, teacher, storyteller, and what a story she has to tell. Welcome, Erin Lim, to the Life Changes Show. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here, and thank you for inspiring my sharing that. You went on to help me even learn other things about the story when I told you I was going to share that story. Yeah, and I was, as I was listening to your story, what became really clear was your decision came from place of love. Mm. Loving these people, receiving the love that they have for you instead of coming from place of fear. Because I can so clearly envision a situation where someone else might have taken the exactly same behavior, taking off their jewelry. But that comes from this place of a fear of wanting to fit in, wanting to be liked. So they shape shift because of that fear instead of love. And I think that distinction is one of the most important distinction when it comes to authenticity. Mm. Mm. Now, Aaron, I, I, I think and feel this is a perfect conversation. It's actually what you do uh, in supporting your clients and people that uh, that you work with, groups, etc. You 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 help people get there, but to get there yourself, you had to go through a bunch of hoops, literally, and and countries and states and schools <laughs> uh, and tools and. <laughs> planes trains and automobiles so uh so so i have to ask you this because of what you just said so sometimes in order to find that authenticity we all we have to separate ourselves from what we think we're supposed to be or what others think we're supposed to be right oh totally and the words that came to my mind is death Ooh. to be who I am today and have a greater access to quote unquote, the authenticity, whatever that is. I think I went through many versions of death of who I was or who I thought that I was. And that many versions of self led me to from Korea to Canada, to us, then later to Panama and, and to California and many versions of, different maybe jobs or roles that I had to take on. And each death, it was scary as hell, but each death gave me this clarity of who I truly am and who I want to be in this lifetime. Mm. Mm. You said something that just struck my, you said a lot of wonderful things when we had our first conversation, but something that, that struck me like, oh, when you said in, in the view of your Korean family or Koreans in general as a society or a society from, of the past, they would view your moment that you're having right now 
as a failure. Massive failure. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what are you supposed to be? Um, and I, Quote unquote. I also acknowledge that this may be the story that I'm telling myself. And my understanding is um, Korea, where I was born and grew up until I was 17, is a country that it had to survive after Korean World War. And we don't have a lot of natural resources. So, so the ways that Korea thrived as one of the strongest economies in the, in the world right now is by exporting, is by relying on human resources. So what that meant to my generations, I was born in early uh, 1980s, was to study hard. So there was this hyper competition. And from there, what success meant was having the right pedigree. And after that, having a job that gives you a sense of a security and have family because Korea is an Asian country has huge value on family and what it means to have children, maybe even to have son particularly to carry the name of family. So here I am. I went to an Ivy League school. I had this glamorous job uh, in New York working at an investment bank. And 15 years forward, I now work for myself and I now work at a nonprofit as a teacher uh, to teach effectively spiritual awakening mm. at Hoffman Process. And I write. So from my peers, my all my aunts, still they ask me, so what do you really do? And when are you going to get married? Are you going to have children? So from their perspective, I don't hit any of the points, quote unquote, to be successful in their eyes. And yet I am happiest and most fulfilled and I will not change anything in my life today to meet those their expectations. What made you leave Korea? And then what made you leave your job? I think both of them lied in this deep inner knowing that there is something more mm. and kind of seeking that magnificence. Um, the nuance of that may be slightly different in both cases. When I was, when I left Korea, I was 17. So that was me leaving largely the family system that I was born into, as well as the Korean as a society, where I felt that my life is pretty much set in certain ways. And to, in a way, run away from my beautifully functioning or dysfunctioning family. And leaving Korea was uh, my way of saying like, kind of you to my family. But I had a great excuse because I was going into this amazing schools and going to one of the best schools in, in the world. Whereas um, leaving my job in New York, I think that was my journey into leaning into the unknown and the mystery. Because by then I realized, well, I've hit these pedigrees and 
when the 17 year old Aaron who left Korea, who, who came to the States, didn't really speak in any English, that if she go to an Ivy League school, if she has the right job and makes certain amount of money, then she'll be happy. And 10 years later, I realized like I was having fun, but still something was really missing. Like I knew there was something more to that. And that led me to a journey to California. Your, your, your journey fascinates me. And, and I, I love that you, you put this in a book that is, is in Korean. You, you wanted to speak to especially the women, the young ladies of Korea and, and share from this perspective that you learned, because in a way you did it, except maybe for, for the family and the kids, but you, it's not like somebody can say, oh, she couldn't succeed. So she's doing this. No, you succeeded in their eyes. And now you're succeeding in your eyes. Wow. I love that expression. And yeah, and if I add my intention and my desire from my heart, which was not necessarily my what I wanted intellectually, uh, the desire of writing, sharing my story in Korean, especially with uh, women uh, in their you know twenties through forties and fifties, is that I wanted to share a story that it is okay to follow your unique path and that you can be free and happy by living the life that is aligned to your heart's desire. Like intellectually writing, I published a book um, about three years ago at this point and I haven't spoken or written in Korean for more than two decades. And yet during one of my meditation sessions, I got this calling that, wow, what a life I've lived. By then, I was living in Panama and I was spending a lot of time in Central America for a couple of years without speaking Spanish, living in the jungle, really being close to nature and having to surrender because some days just electricity will go out. So I have to cancel all my meetings, which is so unlikely of who I believe I am as a professional. Mm. But I had to learn to surrender to that and realize the resistance coming in from me. Is there any clinging around or any attachment around to be productive or certain images that I had with other people? So anyways, this writing in Korean, I wanted to really tell them that life is really mystery. And life is really unknown. So how can we lean into this mystery by being more in touch with what we want to create instead of being authentic, inauthentic by responding and acting out of the fear? How can I act out of love, trusting that I am already taken care of by life? Mm. Wow. I like how at the beginning you honored, in in my opinion, your culture 
by saying that there's a reason that they have done things a certain way. And, and also there is a reason potentially that you have done this a certain way in the sense that for all you know, you are building a new economy that wouldn't have been known in Korea, this export of a Korean woman who talks like this and shares uh, about authenticity, which wouldn't have happened unless she slay that dragon, so to speak. <laughs> yes, and in part, my book also reminded me of this Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. Mm -hmm. Heroine's Journey. Yeah. Wow. After all these years, 20 plus years in the States, I come back and write a book and tells my story to my people. Mm. Mm. Well, I wish uh, it, it would be in English so we could read it, but I, I, I'm, I'm visualizing a movie. So uh, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, within that also, if somebody that makes this journey who has some kind of support, say, for example, they were raised in a culture where, sure, you could be whatever you want to be, as, as we in America, more of us are raised in that way, or uh, supporting parents or a supporting group of friends, but you didn't have that from what I can tell each step of the way. So you had to have something. And what is that you had? My mother was quite supportive, um, oh. even though she had this views, obviously, the, the cultural conditioning uh, there. Um, and I, I think it's just deep sense of self-trust, mm. uh, the sense of audacity. Because I remember thinking that I was so sure that I would study abroad when I was maybe 13. And I was so sure that I would go to certain school, certain job. And I just didn't, I never doubted myself. Now, obviously, along the way, you have learned a lot and, and you have experienced a lot. So you bring that to your coaching. You've also developed many tools that you not only have used undoubtedly on yourself, but support your clients uh, with. And so that being said, when we come back, we'd like to hear about some of those tools that, that you have, uh, that you have amassed and you support with which you support your clients. So we are speaking with Aaron Lim. And if you are enjoying this conversation as much as we are, you can find her at AaronLim.com and Aaron is A-E-R-I-N-L-I-M.com. More when we come back with Aaron Lim. Uh, after our interview portion, we will have the Ask Dorothy segment. And then finally, we'll be joined by Lauren Hulbert, who is our performance guest, all on the Life Changes show online edition when we come back right after this. Want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference? From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community, and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. 
They're dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all to be part of the solution. Through their efforts, they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their Pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris. And also, thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers, over 30% of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at From the Heart Tribe. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Five beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Five beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back and we're featuring this interview with our guest, coach, teacher, and storyteller, Aaron Lim. And again, what, what a story. A- Aaron nobody can experience the path that you experienced in the way that you experienced it because nobody's you nobody came from you know other people may have come from come from korea but they're not you and they don't have what you have and what you bring so uh i like that you're not saying this is the path you're actually saying you ask a lot of questions and you help the unfoldment and you're curious about this and 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 you allow for what's to come in the authenticity of your clients that's exactly right so how do you do that hmm. <laughs> recently my colleague said this phrase listen slant Hmm. I think a lot of it is listening. Listen, slant. How can I listen by vibrating the same frequency with this person so that I can listen for 
both what is said and what is unsaid. Mm. And because at the end of the day, words are transmission of energy. And you and I happen to be speaking in English because we happen to be in the States and in the current society, English is the language that we use. And words can only capture so much. So for me, when I am with my clients, it is really about attuning to where they are and what their experience is by really sensing into more energetically and listening for that. Well, and so with that, you use you also use tools to support them on their journey and and you give them tools and exercises and i i bet you've never given the exercise to go to panama for a month <laughs> no because again that was what worked for me and what was available for me mm -hmm. and that also is not available to a lot of people that i work with so some of the tools that I give them is something that is really accessible, that is easy, that they can do it anytime that they want. So where where could where could one start? Because uh, a good place to to start this part of the conversation is is what is authenticity. So somebody's gonna if somebody wants it, what is it? Hmm. I can give you an intellectual response, which is, I think the authenticity, the authentic self, is the aspect of us that is free and present. And each one of us has that experience where, and then in that freedom, when we are not so entangled in the energy of what's going on, when there is that sense of freedom and presence, then we can sense the deeper connection that we have that is greater than ourselves. And in order to access that, like what does it mean to be then free? Even having an awareness of, huh, what are, my name is Erin and my role in the world is a teacher and a coach and I am Korean and I am woman. So all those are just identities. So how can I not too entangled in that identities and be able to see that as it is? And when it comes to pers personalities, because a lot of people have made say that, oh, I'm a stubborn person. But that itself, persona, in personality comes from this Greek etymology, and that means mask. So personality is a strategy that we all have developed to survive, to fit in, and to be loved in this world. And how can I not to be entangled in my personality that I am a stubborn person, but get to see it from a distance that, oh, I can be stubborn in this particular situations. I can wear the mask of being stubborn because I need to prove that I was right. Mm. So I think authenticity comes to then 
that aspect of us that is free of all these identities and personality and that is so present. So from that place, we get to choose what is aligned with our heart and that love. And many culture and philosophers have different words to use that maybe aligned with God, aligned with spirit, aligned with the universe. So whatever that is, that deeper truth of what is. So why asked, I asked you if you recognize the woman who worked in, in banking on wall street and you said, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and why? Because she doesn't seem anything like you now. And yet, what? And I think this is the type of the inquiry that doesn't really have an answer. So I can only share my experience of it. Is that because I, do I have, uh, can I access to certain skills that I learned from her? from that time mm. of my life, of course. Mm. Maybe my work ethics or detail-orientedness, I can access to that. And I also can feel her desire of wanting to feel belong and want to do well in this new world that she was introduced to, which was New York City in America, where I didn't know anyone, I didn't have any family. So can I access to that? Is that alive? Maybe wanting to feel belonged? Of course. And I think the main distinction is that it's not that she doesn't live inside of me, but it's that that part of me does not have to be in the driver's seat. That that part of me, maybe wanting to feel belong, and it's from that desire, all this persona of that investment banker, Aaron Lim, came about that doesn't compulsively drive my life mm. to be a perfectionist, to be whatever that she she wanted to prove in her life. Now I get to choose the skills that I acquired from that desire. And I get to also enjoy this freedom to choose when I want to wear that hat. And I want to wear that mask. And maybe one day, just like how you took off those jewelries, because you, and that was coming from your love. So many days in my life today, that old Aaron doesn't have to come out because like, I don't have to. Mm. Mm. You know, I, 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 just went to a play and the analogy that came to my mind is that uh i i've acted on stage before and it's not my aspiration at the moment but i've been on stage many times with the life changes show as a matter of fact and many other things as master of ceremonies and all that but i was happy to be in the audience does that mean i can't be on stage no i wasn't there to be on stage i was there mm -hmm. to be in the audience and enjoy mm -hmm. the people doing their thing on stage. Yeah. And in a way, the way that I think about life these days is that I'm both a producer, actor, and writer. 
as well as a spectator, an audience. Nice. So from that perspective, tying into like some of the tools and practices that I share with my clients is first, you have to know where you are in your story and what your internal experience is in that story. So check in with yourself. How are you feeling? How's your body? Like where, like what are, what kind of thoughts do you have? So checking in with yourself so you can locate you. And I think about life, this is storytelling and this story usually have an arc. It has, you know, some kind of like a telling of it. So once you have to then know where you are and you also have to know where you want this story to go. Sometimes you have certain desires and oftentimes that desires may not be even met. And that's where you get to learn these lessons of a surrender. But you still need to know, like, what do you want your life story to be? And that, I think, is where the practice of a visioning can be incredibly powerful. Really feeling and sensing into what you want to create through this gift of life for yourself as well as in a way to contribute to the world. And there, there's so much that you just offered there and, and actually any one of, of those thoughts could be broken down into too many different exercises <laughs> and conversations. Totally. Of, of, of which I, I hope we have the opportunity to, to do at some point. In, in the meantime, though, uh, what would you suggest is, is like, because examining ourselves, uh, I don't know if a lot of people would know where to start with that. What is? Mm-hmm. I love uh, the self inquiry uh, from um, one of Indian uh, teacher Ramana Maharshi teaches. Just asking, who am I? Mm. And keep pe- peeling off the layers of things that you believe that you are, and then investigate what's left with sense of curiosity is there an answer no the point is just inquiring that and being in that space with kind curiosity Mm, thank you for that thank you for all of this I, i i'm glad to hear you're in la that means i look forward to being able to connect with you at some point uh, in, in the meantime, you've given so much wisdom and so much thought. And what again, what a great story. Aaron Lim, A-E-R-I-N-L-I-M.com. Aaron Lim. A- anywhere else that we should send people to find you, Aaron? No, that's great. And thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story. Thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you for, for sharing your story. This is a uh, very, very special. I, I really, truly all the best to you and looking forward to more from, from the work that you do and you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Aaron Lim. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Carol in Los Angeles and I need some help. I fell in love with a man three years ago when we broke up two years later. I have one of his computers that he left here. And he has several of my casserole dishes in his possession. 
It has been over a year since we connected, and now he is texting me and wanting to know if he can stop by and exchange my casserole dishes for his computer. I thought I was over my heartbreak, and here I am crying and crying and crying. I can't imagine what it would feel like to see him, even if it's only for a few minutes so he can exchange the items we have. How can I allow him to drop by and be strong enough to do the exchange without breaking down completely? Carol, you are one of the strongest women I know. You have the power to control your emotions when you need to. However, if you can't stop crying while just thinking about him coming by, you might want to look for another solution. I have met several of your neighbors and believe you could ask one of them to do the exchange for you. This way you wouldn't have to see him and you will both have your personal items once again. This is an easy solution and I believe it will work for you. However, there is much going on here that needs to be addressed. Your ability, inability to even think about seeing him after a year apart indicates you need to do some intense emotional recovery work and take your power back. It would be good for you to have a session with me again and we can do a cord cutting ceremony, setting you free from the emotional attachment you have with him. It could also serve you to join one of the many support groups available in your area. Research these on the internet to find one that fits your needs. I look forward to assisting you and seeing you happy once again. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our performance guest, Lauren Holbert, on the Life Changes Show Online Edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. 
It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back and our performance guest is a highly personal folk pop artist, singer, songwriter, teacher, Yada yada, Lauren Holbert, welcome to the Life Changes Show. Hi. Hi. <laughs> there's Thanks a for lot. Having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. I, I say yada yada. There's a lot in the yada yada. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, but we're gonna concentrate on the music. Uh, so, where do we start with you? Uh, the, you know, we talked about the highly personal thing, uh, the the folk pop artist so this is this is what i'm getting and you tell me uh that, that you've got a story to tell it's a very personal story just like our guests did and you're you're putting it out there it's serving you and it's serving people that can hear it and benefit from it how does that feel yep 100 <laughs> percent. so tell us more about your music like where where it started with you at a very young age, I might add, right? Yeah, um, at age six, I started piano lessons and I did that for 10 years straight and it was pretty competitive. It was classical lessons and I was oh. competing in Bach festivals and contemporary festivals and getting judged, you know, where you would like win different medals. Um, and I also did something called Certificate of Merit, which was like a 10 level program. Um, and I completed that. So that was a really great base for my musical knowledge. But um, I picked up the guitar at 14 and that's when I started writing music. When you say you picked up the guitar, you're, you're self-taught in all the other instruments, right? Or the guitar? Yeah, and voice as well. I, I've never taken guitar or voice lessons. I just have been doing it for so long. And I think the um, my ear was trained really well in my classical lessons. So I was able to like correct myself with what sounded <laughs> good or not. And yeah, I taught myself guitar. I would just listen to like my favorite songs. This was before we had YouTube and could just teach ourselves things from that. So I would just like listen by ear and figure it out. It was pretty like, fun. Like you would figure out the chord even? I mean, I learned a few chords. Yeah, I first was taught, a friend taught me like, you know, G, C and D. And then I was like, great, now I can write music. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then That's like, all you need. <laughs> Good I think for you. There, yeah, there were some chords though that I was, yeah, I would really just sit there. I mean, I would spend hours. Like, I, my sister was always saying, she's like, what is she doing in her room? I'm just like, 
<laughs> I was so, I loved, yeah, just experimenting on my own. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Sometimes I, I think back because I've done, I've had that kind of experience and I think back, oh my gosh, so many hours. But I, I've had people say to me, you're lucky. I, I, I just used to watch TV or I just used to, right? Yeah. So also it's the, it can be therapeutic too. Hugely. For sure. I, I think that was my, my therapy and it still is really. Um, mm. When I, you know, I grew up playing sports also like very competitive sports and also with the classical music, it's like very perfectionist um, and like buttoned up. And then with sports, it's very, you know, like don't cry be tough. And I had this little, this artist inside of me at the same time, but like, didn't have a lot of experience um, being openly emotional and vulnerable with other people. Um, so I would really connect with that with music, listening to it, or just like being in my room with my instruments and singing. That's actually like how I got a lot of, yeah, angst and emotion out of me and then from that have these songs that capture it that other people can relate to yeah um which is really cool because then it feels like there was a point <laughs> <laughs> well there was a point it got you yes. here and now there's another one too <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna get to enjoy it which is a good point Wh which of the two are we gonna get to hear first I'll play Beneath the Soil first. And this song I wrote probably almost 20 years ago, actually. This is a really old one, but- um, Beneath the Soil is? Yeah. Is it? And okay. Then, did, did, and it is released. It is released. Online, so listen right. to it after, but- um, So yeah. is, it's pretty self-explanatory, I think, but is there anything you wanna add before we hear it? Um, you do think it's self-explanatory. I, <laughs> I thought some people asked me, what is this about? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I thought it was very self-explanatory. I agree. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like beneath, some of the lyrics are this world's got roads hidden deep beneath the soil. Mm. And that's kind of got a double meaning. It's, I talk about like my mom, my dad, my grandma, my sister, family, in this song and it's like we are who we are not just from ourselves but also our family you know and like my dad's dad my mom's mom mm. it goes back and that's kind of like a family tree and it's got the roots in the soil and um it's it can be hidden but if you uncover it if you dig deep you can see you know um what's there. And I think kind of what has been talked about with authenticity in this mm. episode too, is like, we all have a path that we kind of, I think we know when we're younger and we kind of get lost and we have to come back to it. Like that's your inner truth is once you're in alignment and you know, you're on your path, that's like, you're living in your truth. And I like imagining that that's like, those paths are, under the soil as well. You have to uncover it. So. Oh, 
Nice. Okay. Well, this is uh, Lauren's uh, pre-recorded song. Uh, so, Lauren Hulbert. Oh. No? Oh, you are going to play it. I am going to play it live. Oh, you're going to do both of them live? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, cool. Well, then we'll get to hear a live online version. Here is Beneath the Soil, Lauren Holbert. Mama, she told me I could be Long as I held on, held on tight to my dreams I could be anything Papa, he told me I could do Wrong as I pushed on, pushed on through I could do anything I've been Wandering around this town It's often Quite the challenge to stay grounded This world's got rose Hidden deep beneath the soil I, I grow Finding cures for what I sow Grandma, she told me I could be a champion, some sort of heroine, and I could change anything. Sister, she wrote with loving pen, I'm a guardian, she's my hope, my other half, and we can create anything I've been wandering around this town it's often quite the challenge to stay grounded this world's got rolled hidden beneath the soil Thank you so much. And thank you for doing that live. 
I, I actually I I saw you do that live on uh, YouTube actually, and uh, it's it's the video we chosen to put up on your page that we created for Lauren Holbert. You can find that at Life Changes Show. You could also find links to uh, Lauren, but basically on social media, Lauren Holbert Music and her website, Lauren Holbert and Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, Holbert, H-U-L-B-E-R-T, laurenholbert.com so lauren you you teach music now are you teaching the classical music or folk pop i teach i mostly teach piano hmm. and i typically yeah i do teach classically so i'll have the books with all of the theory um yeah and work on performance pieces and all of that um so i when i teach guitar i mean i'm kind of open to what the student wants to do i do think theory is important um as like a basis for the language of music and then you can once you know that you can teach yourself other instruments um if a student wanted to work on a pop song you know, or like write a song in that genre. Um, we can do, I can do that with them as well. So when I was saying yada yada earlier, I, I was including in that acting, modeling, surfing, I, and, and you've been so many places, Thailand, Ecuador, New Zealand, actually your dad's from New Zealand. So how, how do you feel all all or some of that informs your music or informs you about life or people? Hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> people always like, when I go traveling, they're always like, oh, you must have written so many great songs while you're traveling. And I actually usually don't write when I'm out. I write when I'm back. But I think that living an artistic life is like the wandering around sort of seemingly aimlessly and just experiencing all these different cultures and talking with different people and not really knowing like where I'm going to be in the next year or who I'm going to meet. Like, mm. I think all of that just plays in, like I love living a creative life and the more I get to do that stuff and allow myself um, the ability to do that, I feel more in alignment. And I think then my um, artistry thrives more. So that goes along with um, when I'm acting also, that's a really good release. And I think you know, I, like all my different experiences just give me so much to pull from mm. when I'm playing a role. So I do think it all, you know, like fits together. Um, nature, like getting in touch with nature is very spiritual and like feeds my creative soul. So that's also part of just being in alignment with the, all of that for me. Sweet. Well, we're going to get to hear another piece. Now, this is, uh, believe, a world premiere on radio. 
because uh, you haven't recorded it yet, haven't released it yet, or you've recorded it, or have you recorded so, it? So, yeah, well, <laughs> I was going to do one that's not yet recorded, but I'm actually going to do Free to Dream, which oh. is almost done. I'm recording it with um, Colin Martin. Like oh, nice. Oh, on the show. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we have like one more session to go. So I'm just really excited about this song. And I actually think it fits the theme um, even better than the other one. So, and it'll be coming out soon. Um, yeah. So this song is called Free to Dream. And it's about living your truth, giving yourself the permission to pursue what you want mm. and that you're really the only person that knows what you want, mm. right? You can ask other people and you don't want to mess up, but you're the only, you know, person that can decide whether something's right for you or not. So you sing it, Lauren. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So what's it called again? Free to dream. Free to dream. Okay. Well, uh, here is uh, Lauren Holbert performing live again online. Her song that will be released soon. Free to dream on the Life Changes show. <laughs> about how I want to live my life want to feel the way that I did when I was a child looking out through curious excited eyes free to dream I keep asking everyone to tell me what I should do I should stop thinking so hard I already know the truth I've been waiting my whole life to break away. My angels say that fire that burns in your heart, let it light up the dark. That love lies deep in your soul. Girl, you gotta let it flow If you see it If you believe it If it's surrounding you and know that you do If you cannot Ignore it Don't be scared For something new stretching out before me how do I choose so afraid to walk I'm alone so afraid to lose but I'm finding every path leads me right back to the same place my angels say ain't got no time Live someone else's life, no. You got a right 
give it a try we'll be right beside if you fall if you fall we'll catch ya if you call we'll answer if you forget we'll remind you when you feel it When you're feeling alone, we're right beside you. Those voices in your head turn around, make them your friend. That fear you hold so tight. Set it free into the night If you believe it, if you can see it If it's surrounding you and all that you do If you cannot ignore it Don't be scared of something new So darling, have a little faith Go and live your truth Thank you so much. Again, laurenholbrook.com or Lauren Holbrook Music on uh, social media. Uh, Holbert is H-U-L-B-E-R-T.com. Thank you for sharing that new song. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Oh, so great to have you. And and a shout out and thank you to uh, Colin Martin for introducing us. Yes. And you, you all are doing great work together. I can hear it. So uh lauren all the best to you thank you so much you as well looking forward to more music from you and with that after another big thank you to our performance guest lauren holbert we're going to give out another big thank you to our guest interview guest aaron lim and with that that is our show on behalf of our executive producer dorothy lee donahue and our executive producer and co-host mark lejure i am your host filippo voltaggio reminding you that as your life changes like ours surely did tonight we're here for you ciao everyone you have been listening to the life changes show on the bbs radio network Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. 
The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.